The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy, mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy, Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> hello, hello. What's up? I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Happy, Mess. Welcome to another episode. The cat is out of the bag, people. The cat's out of the bag. I am hosting the Miss USA pageant taking place November 29th in Tulsa, Oklahoma, baby. Dun, da, da, da. Can we get some trumpets? <laughs> I am so excited about this opportunity. I'm really pumped uh, to meet all of these amazing women and see them grace the stage. Uh, I've started to check out their profiles and their pictures and kind of learn more about their stories that are absolutely fascinating. And it's going to be a really good time, y'all. I cannot wait for this. This is a career high for me. Uh, it's going to be tele- it's going to be televised nationwide. You can watch it on FYI or on Hulu. OK, and I thought, what better way to kick it off, to celebrate, to learn more about pageant life and how it's being reimagined, by the way, because it's this ain't your mama's pageant. OK, I invited special guest Crystal Stewart to discuss all things pageant life, all things Miss USA. She is the first to hold the title of president and national director of the Miss USA organization. She is herself a Miss USA. She's going to talk about how she eventually took it all, took the crown, the top spot, and also where the pageant is now. They are redefining what it means to be a beauty queen. They are promoting inclusivity and celebrating women of all different types and backgrounds. And it's going to be a really great time. So get into this conversation to get a glimpse into the world of pageantry and where they are taking the platform next. Here's Crystal. 
Crystal Stewart. She is Miss USA 2008 and founder of Miss Academy, which is the first ever pageant training school educating young women across the nation on the ins and outs of pageantry while equipping them with skills that will last a lifetime. It sounds like something I wish I could have gone through. Uh, Just recently, Crystal became the president and national director of the Miss USA pageant, which is the largest and most prestigious pageant system in the world, governing over all the state and local Miss USA pageants, she plans to create a new vision of pageantry using this platform to not only empower young women, but to bring back the relevance of pageantry and its significance in the common American household. What a mission, but also what a woman. If anyone can do it, I know it's you, Crystal. Welcome. Hi, Zuri. Hello, hello. I'm, I'm so glad to uh, be sharing space with you, especially, you know, ahead of us sharing space on the national stage, on the Miss USA stage. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm excited to see you on the Miss USA stage. I know you're going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. I am so excited. Um, we're we're going to be diving into an episode today that's really going to help shed light on how we can empower our young girls and our young women um, and how pageants work towards that. I love that a part of your mission is really just kind of redefining what it means to the American household and, and upping its significance. And so I want to get into that. But first, big congrats on, on being appointed as president and national director of the pageant. Uh, how did you get here? And you're making history with this appointment, right? Yes, yes. So that could be a little history, a little background behind it. So IMG, I was a Miss Universe organization. The Miss Universe organization produced um, the Miss USA and Miss Teen USA pageants for, what, 70 years now, 70th anniversary. And then they um, spoke to me about taking over that uh, license uh, for Miss USA and becoming the president and national director. And to be honest, I was a bit shocked at first. I didn't even know that was possible. I never even thought of it, Zuri, to be honest. And so I was I'm like, okay, let's see. I had my side set on um, the Miss Texas pad, which was a state pad. It's something I won. I was like, okay, I'll just say never in a million years thinking of the actual national uh, program. Yeah. And so it started that way by being approached by the president of the Miss Universe organization um, to take over the Miss USA program. Okay. Okay. So you were, you were approached for that opportunity. Was there hesitation or was it like, okay, let's dive in head first. Let's go. It was hesitation. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, wait. My mind wasn't there. I just moved back from L.A., acting, um, bought a house, started the school. And I, it just took me a day. I didn't have to stay too long. It, it just needed to settle in. <laughs> zero. Like, okay. Right. You know, this this huge brand and this national platform. But after it settled so in for a day, I went in full-fledged with it. Mm, mm-hmm. It was like, let's rock. It took a while, though. Zero. It wasn't like an overnight process. It was like, it was a couple of years. Right. Okay. Um, oh, got process. it. Interesting. Right. And you are now the first black woman to hold this position. Isn't that correct? And president and national director of Miss USA? I'm the first person, period, in the first um, African American woman. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. I mean, well, then that's even more fascinating to me because it means you're really carving out a role and kind of defining what that will be, um, additional pressure and challenges that come with that. What, what has it been like since you stepped into these shoes? Is it a work in progress? What have you learned so far about yourself? Oh, gosh. I learned um, about myself that I'm pretty patient. You know, <laughs> just learning. Oh, I've been pretty patient. Just, um, but, and I actually learned that from competing in pageants. It took me about five years to actually win this Texas USA. We'll probably go into that later. And it taught me about being patient, you know, persistent and persevering for goals. 
And so with um, acquiring this national platform and preparing for the national pageant, you do have to be patient because things can happen, you know, things can, you know, throw you off course and you have to persevere and persist for what you, you know, for what, what you want. So just going through that journey in pageantry just brought me to the things and the knowledge that I have today to prepare for the national pageant. Program. Yeah. Got it. Now you did mention uh, Miss Texas. So I want to talk a little bit about your journey into pageantry. One, why was pageantry a goal for you? Why were you first interested in it? And then two, walk us through it. Walk us through Miss Texas to literal Miss USA. Do you have time? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple minutes. I'll have more time once I get down to Tulsa with y'all. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, we need to, yeah, we really need to sit down and chat. It was a bit of a journey. To be honest, I wasn't, I was never interested in pageants. People think, you know, I would have started at four because in pageants, um, in Texas pageants are popular. I wasn't like a toddlers and tiaras girl or anything. I think I started at 21. We were in the food court in the gallery mall. And her friend said, I think you should, you know, compete in pageants. I was like, no, yeah, like I'm not. I wasn't, I was not into it. wasn't into it. It had the stereotypical image that everyone, you know, quite a few people have about it. I was like, no, I just didn't think it was for me. And I also didn't see any African American women competing. There weren't mm-hmm. actually, right? We know, Russell Smith, um, that, that one uh, that was biracial. So I didn't see anything that I could identify myself with. So I turned it down. And she finally convinced me, I'm a type of woman, I'll try anything. So let me just give it a try. Mm-hmm. I ended up competing Zuri, in the Miss Houston pageant and loving it. I didn't win. I was like a third runner up that time and won the swimsuit, all this great stuff. And I got to the interview portion and bomb. They asked me, they said, bomb. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember my question. They're like, um, they said, uh, uh, it was something about tobacco, right? And I said, um, tobacco causes cancer. Everyone started clapping. They're like, woo, woo. I'm like, all right, what am I? And I was like, thank you. Like, okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that was it. Oh, you just. <laughs> Crystal, I am dying. Oh, wait, I know. I was so tobacco causes cancer and then drop the mic. Just good night. <laughs> and that was, we dropped the mic and that was it. I was like, that's what I got for you. Oh, like, okay. So I'm um, in that. And I continued to compete for Miss Houston, never won. And I got first runner up and then went on to Miss Texas. You can still be invited to the state pageant, not winning the local pageant. And did that and kept getting first runner up. I kept getting first runner up. But I wasn't working on the things that I needed to work on. I was so into, okay, this is a beauty patch. So it has to be about how you look. So let me, you know, make my extensions longer. Let me put some contacts in. Let me make my eyes lighter. Let me get another gown each year. Not thinking that I needed to focus on me. You can never, there's beautiful women everywhere. You put some makeup on, put some hair stitches in, you know. Right. You do cleaning, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing my mom taught me, what else do you have to offer? That's what that's gonna make me unique and have to dig into myself, start working on my communication skills. So you are going on this journey, you go from Miss Houston five times to Miss Texas, and you decide, you know what I need to work on is myself, which I love hearing because you're right, for for so long and so often we think beauty pageant, well, it's this may the prettiest woman win, right? But I love hearing that even then it was about more than that. And you had to do some soul searching and some self-exploration to take it to the next level of competition. So what did you figure out about yourself? What did you discover? What depth did you dig into that uh, moved the needle? Because in the end, you end up taking the Miss USA crown. Um, I, I found out that I have endurance. You know, uh, there's a scripture that I go by. Um, the race doesn't go to the swift, but to the one that endures. 
And I found a lot of my friends was winning. They were winning like on their first try and maybe their second try. And I was like, why is it taking me so, you know, so long? What's happening? I was getting close. It wasn't like I was, you know, not making a top 15 or anything like that. I was first runner up. I was getting so close. And that was even more difficult because like you can taste it, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time you would win a car. And I needed a car. I was hitting my board that scored five times. <laughs> you know, so um, I think one the thing that I learned about myself is that I know how to keep up the endurance for the long haul. So even mm-hmm. with, you know, having a pageant now, I know that with this first year, there's some things I wanted to do, which is basically get a solid foundation. And then next year, you know, keep that foundation. And the third year, grow more into some exciting ideas that I have for it. But you definitely have to start so you can have a strong foundation. So as you grow, you're not easily broken. Yeah, got it. What year did you take the Miss USA crown? What year did you win? And just break down that experience for me, just from the perspective of a newly crowned Miss USA, because I can only imagine. I know. It's such a big deal. I was crowned in 2008 in Las Vegas, um, Nevada. had an amazing time. We were there for like two weeks. Um, really, really great. But I remember Zuri, like before I walked out, I was behind the stage with the curtains and everything. The lights were going, the crowd was growing. And what you do when you first go out, they call your name and your state. That's how you introduce yourself. So I was coming up, there was a few states before me. And for some reason I got something, I was like, I, I don't think I want to do this. And I had a little voice in my head and said, you know, it's not even about you anymore. So go out there and win that crown. Mm. And I stepped out and said, Crystal Stewart, Texas. And, um, and then there we are, competed and won the USA in 2008. Wow. What is that whirlwind like? Cause I'm like, are, are you getting invited? I'm just thinking all the cool, uh, fringe benefits. Are you getting invited exactly. to all the parties? Are you walking all the red carpets? Like, no, yeah. Now after, after winning and going through that competition, went to Miss Universe and Vietnam. That was great. My first time out of the country. That was an experience. And then after that, I ended up winning a place as a finalist, but then ended up winning that, moved to New York. Had a beautiful condo in Manhattan, red carpet events, uh, photo shoots, um, um, a great way of networking and meeting people. I ended up becoming an actress and meeting um, Tyler Perry. It's a movie with him, uh, Acrimony, um, a few series. And um, it was a really, really, really probably the most one of the most amazing times of my life. Just that rain mm. that year as Miss USA. You get so many opportunities here that people don't know about. The things I'm able to open the school that I wanted to open, you know, since I was 16 years old because of the pageant. I became an actress because it opened my eyes um, to more things that that are out there that I didn't have that access to. And that's what I want to give to the young ladies now that are crossing the stage um, for Miss USA and the state titles. The resources and the tools that I received, I want to give back to them. Yeah. And those ladies, right? When it comes to interest, that's one thing. When it comes to actually getting to the stage, that is something else entirely. So what do you believe it takes to truly get from interest? Oh, I want to compete. I want to to be a part of pageant life to actually making it to the stage. What's the secret to that? Dedication. Pageant's like a sport. You know, it's like a sport. It's like, you know, when you train for football, you have practice. And it, you know, you, it doesn't, you just don't, you know, get a, a Super Bowl ring overnight, right? Mm-hmm. They train for right. that and make take some time with it. It's the same with pageants. You have to, I think some people think you get the question beforehand when you go on an interview or something. Absolutely not. You have no idea what they're mm-hmm. going to ask you on stage. You know, you have no idea what they're going to ask you in your personal interview. So you have to prepare for that. You have to really dig deep to get to know yourself as well as, well as what's going on in the world. What's, you know, what's happening currently, what are the current events, what's happening in the government. You have to know those things. That's, that's the type of role model and leader 
that we want um, for Miss USA. Okay, mm-hmm. you also physically fit. People think swimsuit is for men to gawk at you mm-hmm. or something. That's what it's not about at all. Zuri gave me so much confidence learning about, you know, just learn about myself with the swimsuit competition. I was always insecure about my thin frame. I was always really, really thin, really skinny, mm-hmm. right? And um, we get teased at school. We called olive oil and all this stuff. How thin I was. Once I competed in pageants and won the swimsuit competition, I'm like, oh, hey, it gave me some confidence. Like, okay, no, I think my body is nice. But it also pushed me and propelled me to want to work harder on my body as well. Yeah. Eating correctly. You know, just start incorporating health, a healthy lifestyle. Working out. Being the best you know, version of myself. Now, does right. that mean women to compete have to be stick thin in order to? Absolutely not. One thing we're, you know, promoting now is inclusivity. There's different types of shapes, sizes in women. Um, as long as you live in a healthy lifestyle, you're the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what we're promoting as far as the swimsuit competition of the uh, of the pageant. Got it. And I'm curious to know, how do how do people know that, right? Do you, because we see as the audience, just the show, we see the, the final iteration. We don't get to see everything that leads up to it. So how are you all getting to know these young women? How are you learning that this body is reflective of a healthy lifestyle, no matter what that body looks like? Um, how are you understanding what it took for them to get here? Like, are you guys doing hangouts? Like truly what break it down for me? What's going on behind the scenes? What are but, we saying? And it's funny you bringing that up, and it's funny you ask. I think a lot of the common American audience would probably would like to see more of the behind the scenes and yeah. actual show, right? Yeah. Zuri, it's like, okay, right? How did this woman get to this point? Like, how did she get to where she is right now? That's something I will be incorporating to the pageant mm-hmm. at some point. Give me a year or two. We're working on it, showing the behind the scenes leading up to the actual pageant. So one thing we did, we took all the Miss USA contest to um, Mexico. Okay. Um, to a wonderful, beautiful resort called the zoo. It was like a retreat. So we got to know them. They got to know each other. Because even though it's a competition, I don't want them to be so competitive with each other. Mm. You know, one woman is going to win. Competition, what are the other people want to do? It doesn't mean we're going to drop, you know, drop you after that. You can, they can still contact the office if they want to become models, journalists, actors, whatever they want to do. We can help them um, with that as well. So we took them on a retreat this year. And that's how we got to know them more. Um, even though the Miss organization isn't in the judging process, we you know have judges for that. It's still nice to get to know them, then get to know the organization and know you know what we're about. So one thing we will in the future, you will be seeing the lead up to what it takes to get on the Miss USA stage. And mm-hmm. I just feel that would be really interesting to me. Right? Oh, absolutely. I am fascinated by that, honestly, because I'm like, I don't know if we need to pitch a show. You need, we need to take the meeting. Yeah. Okay, let me uh, connect some dots, try to give a little EP credit, a little co-EP yeah. <laughs> I'll take a producer credit because I'm like, this is the reality show we need uh, because it is. It's fascinating. I have started this school called Miss Academy, and you will see these young ladies come in one way, right? They're just, they're slouching, insecure, hairs on their face, look, you know, dark and no makeup on. After we finish with these women, they're completely confident, shoulders back. They've got the makeover for their hair to know how to articulate themselves. But it was a journey to get to that point. Um, We have so many different, you know, women or characters that come through the doors of, of Miss Academy for their training. And you wouldn't know what they've gone through to get to that point. There's one young lady that's so, so, so um, wonderful. She competed in a, a local pageant. And her journey is, is just um, uh, so essential to me because at a young age, you would have never known she was shocked. She grew up in a suburban area, wonderful parents, 
um, good grades, everything. Beautiful young woman. If you just see her on the stage, like, oh, she had a great life. And then you only see a scar that's on her stomach. Mm. So how do you see that scar? Not really thinking of it. You just probably passed it up and gone, not knowing that this young lady was shot at 14 years old. Wow. Oh, my god. You don't know that, though. All you see is this final result on the stage. So that's why I want to do the episodic series. So you can see the journey of these young women and what they did to train to get to that point. And then just to show, you don't have to compete in the pageant to do that. Right. You know, you train for life right, right? you can learn right. how to do your hair your makeup how to talk i mean because a lot of times when young women they come in they don't win the pageant but they go on and go get accepted into the school they wanted to get accepted into they get the jobs that they want because of the training that they receive um, through pageantry that's amazing i love hearing that you know about the trip to mexico and the, the ladies getting to hang out and spend time with each other and, and i love your point about only one can win does that mean we just throw the rest of the wind absolutely not because you know none of us like cattiness right nobody wants to sign up for anything that feels catty but I think so often there are those types of stereotypes, whether they're true or not, around pageantry, around women in general. We get such bad raps, right? In the workplace, I've experienced it and it's not necessarily true. So I love hearing that it's not necessarily so much about competition as it is community, really. These girls become lifelong friends and they have a network that they can tap into as they continue to go through their lives. Oh, yeah. These young women have so many networks. We still keep in contact with a lot of them now, and they produce us to different sponsors. And Oh, yeah. To stay connected in that pageant community is huge. And a lot of them really become um, just successful young women just because of the training that they receive. But they have to stay within that sisterhood and that community versus really solely thinking of the competition. Is it a competition? Yes. But do you have to be so competitive? No. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides. Loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. 
Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. In 2019, Miss Teen, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss World, and Miss Universe titles were all held by Black women. What do you think uh, this sort of representation means for young girls? I mean, I can't even imagine, but I'm so excited that this next generation of little Black baby girls gets to see this. Like, that gives me chills. My heart is so warm just thinking about that. I just got chills when you, you know, just said it. And I, re- I was a part of the judging panel for Miss Universe. And so was the um, one from South Africa. In dark skin, beautiful woman, short, you know, kinky hair. I'm like, this is beautiful. People yeah. need to see that. You don't have to go after your traditional beauty of long, you know, straight hair, uh, lighter skin. One thing I'm promoting with the pageant is inclusivity. If mm-hmm. you have natural hair, texture, you curl, wear it. You yeah. don't straighten your curl up. If you want to, it's fine. If you have shorter hair, don't put extensions in it. Cut it short. Just reimagining what the pageantry reimagining, reimagining what pageantry uh, really is. And again, it's a sport and it's about inclusivity of all women embracing their uniqueness. Is it ever too late to get into pageantry? Like, if I just wake up one day, what's the cutoff? What, what's the, yeah. the last age I could wake up and be like, you know what? Let me go try to get a sash. <laughs> Let me get a sash. Let me snatch a sash. Right. You know? But you know, to get the Miss U, to Miss U, there's a lot of pageant systems out there. You know, I would say arguably the Miss USA system uh, has been around uh, for you know quite a bit of time now and very prestigious. Um, but so our cutoff is you have to be under the age of 28. Okay. Oh, that's actually older than I thought. That's older than I realized. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then so for the Miss Division, it's 18 to 27. And then for the teens, it's 14 to 18. So it overlaps. Okay. USA competition as well. Got it. Got it. All right. See, I immediately, I was like, oh, the cutoff is probably like 21. Not thinking hard enough because then I think about my some of my friends or acquaintances. And I'm like, oh, no, they were definitely like 25, 26 and running. But I think I just um, always associated it with like school level, right? I'm like, okay, Miss Teen USA until you're 18. Miss USA until 21. But no, you can be a young adult with a whole job, career, doing your thing and decide I want to run. Absolutely. Our, um, so, so a few of our last um, uh, title holders were around 27. I think Chesley was 27. Um, I won at 26. And, oh, yeah. Mm. You be more in your mature 20s. Yeah. Um, competing. And that's it. I think, you know, a, a, super, a super dear friend of mine, um, Courtney. Tezano. Oh, yes. I love Courtney. Wait, did Courtney compete? She competed in California. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're in the same circle, same uh, entertainment news beats. She's killing it. Yeah, 
my girl. Uh huh. And she was saying that she knew you. I just spoke to her recently. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. She is from Houston, isn't she? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that's amazing. And what I love about, you know, the, the mature title holders or the mature uh, competitors is they have careers. These are women who are fully formed and doing their things and they're representing so many different trades and industries. I'd love if you could just talk about that too. Like these aren't just women who are like, oh, I'm bored. I need something to do. Like, no, they've, they've got a lot going on. And Miss USA or Miss Teen USA becomes an, an extra part, an extension of that life. That's a really, really good way to put it, Zuri. Absolutely. We have no women that are lawyers, um, they're doctors. We even have a rocket scientist mm. this year. Yeah, wow. a, literally a rocket scientist, right? And so these women, not only they're not only beautiful, but they're intelligent. And they do have something else to offer to the world besides their um, physical beauty. This year is going to be tough. These girls, it, this one's going to be a competition. Yeah, it's there. Have you seen the pictures? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yes, I've seen the pictures. I'm like, good God. These women are rock stars. I am so glad I'm hosting and not judging. Because I could. I, I know, right? The same, this is the, the same thing I said. Like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not judging. Because, you know, the website, um, they have the headshots online and everything crazy we did something different mm-hmm. you know so for normally for the past few years um they would just everyone each title holder could just get their own headshot and, and do it how they want to i like consistency i don't want everyone in here to have that fair shot and um uh, that time it just feel beautiful and feel like a queen so we took them all to mexico and did the mm-hmm. photo shoot there and at the last minute i was like you know what why don't we put everyone in a high ponytail in a long way? Wait, now, were some of the girls with foreheads stressed? Because I would have been one of those girls with the forehead. Like, hold on now. Uh, Miss <laughs> Crystal, Crystal, can I speak to you? <laughs> yeah, like, hold on. That's what a lot of the girls with uh, extra large foreheads. It's super beautiful. It complimented everyone. Right. It made it to me unique and different. And everyone, you know, after they would finish their first headshot, they were like, am I getting my braid? Am I getting my ponytail? So, Something, you know, unique and different. I just didn't want to do the stereotypical, I think, looks of a headshot um, for pageant. Like, let's edge it up a little bit, right? Yes, yes. Coming in hot, year one, already shaking it up. We love, love, love it. What advice would you have for anyone looking to start their pageantry journey? What is the first step that they should take? First step they should take is see if they have a local pageant in their area. And if not, they should apply for their state pageant. So there's all, we have all 50, 51, so District of Columbia states that you can apply for. Once you apply, you'll get a letter um, of acceptance and you get to competing. But make sure you train for it because let's say you don't win, you know, for some reason. The training that you get to lead up to that point will help you with so many life skills that you never thought of like in regular academic school. So you train for that moment for your state pageant. And then after that, if you win, I hopefully see you at the Miss USA pageant. So you apply yeah. for either your local pageant or your state pageant. And then that's how you get to Miss USA by winning your state. And what are you all looking for when it comes to the judges, when it comes to representing the USA? What, um, hopefully the girls are listening, hopefully the the competitors are listening in. Um, What is the key to taking the crown? We're looking for a unique beauty, you know, so a beautiful woman, but in a unique beauty, someone that is confident in her uniqueness and her physical beauty. One of the main things, though, Zuri, is authenticity. Someone that's just real. You know, we don't want you to be perfect um, or being someone or trying to be someone else. We want someone that's authentically themselves and can confidently portray that. Mm-hmm. So not just physical beauty, but someone that's confident in their own skin and who they are. 
Yeah. Which is rare and hard to come by, which, you know, Mm -hmm. makes it makes it worth um, something when you earn that crown, because it's very hard in a world that's always trying to, you know, chip away at us and bring us down to step out into the world and say, this is who I am. And I make no apologies for it. Exactly. I'm like, this is this is my natural beauty. We have some like I said, kinky natural hair. We have some. Okay, we have um, some super blonde straight hair. Embrace that. Yeah. That's great. You know, if you have a more curvy body, because that's just genetics for you. Okay, embrace it. Are you the best version, you know, that you can be with that? What's your style? An evening gown? Are you poised, you know, when you're walking? Are you elegant? You know, those are the things that we're looking for. And how do you articulate yourself in the interview room? Mm-hmm. We find a whole bunch of, you know, beautiful women out there. Absolutely. That's easy. Go to any model agency, right? For that. But Miss USA, she has speaking engagements, not just photo shoots. You know, she's speaking as well. So we need her to be able to articulate herself in confidence. Right. There are a lot of parents listening to the podcast. What would you say to the moms, the dads out there who are thinking about, um, you know, entertaining the idea of their daughter joining a pageant or joining Miss Teen USA or Miss USA eventually? Why should parents put their young girls in pageants if those girls want to be in them? Uh, that's a good point. We, I like to say, if. you don't want to force anyone to be right. in Throw it to them and uh, make sure they're interested. I can only go off of just what it did for me, Zuri, to be honest. It just absolutely changed my life. I just so from going to sitting in that gallery of mall in the food court to my friends saying, you know, I think you should compete in pageants. And I'm like, oh, no, to actually competing and winning. I always tell people that God, my family, and pageants gave me the things that I have uh, today. It's taught me so much about myself. Um, it brought me on a journey that I never thought I would be um, the first president, national director of this national branded platform. And it all started in that food court. So take the leap, take the chance. She wins. Great. If not, she's going to learn so many life skills that will last a lifetime that you can't take away um, uh, from that journey of mm-hmm. pageantry. So absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Give it a shot. Give it a try. Go to MissUSA.com. Look up your states. Look up the locals. See, like, okay, I live in Texas. Let's try the Texas pad. And I live in North Dakota. Let's try it. Give it a try and let's see where you turn up. Wow. Beautifully said. Started from the food court. Now we're here. National director, president. I love it. Um, Miss USA, I'm counting down. I cannot wait to host. I'm so honored to share the stage with you, with these amazing, incredible women. If people want to tune in, when and where can they watch? They can watch on FYI and Hulu on November 29th with a Miss USA page. So November 29th on FYI, which is aired through Hulu. Okay. All right, Crystal. Thank you so much. I will see you in Tulsa, Oklahoma soon enough. All right, Zuri. Can't wait. Let's rock and roll. I knew pageantry was work, but those women are truly putting in the work on and off the stage. It's so awesome to see what platforms like Miss USA are doing to empower young women and provide so many opportunities. So thank you again to Crystal for joining me and for all of your contributions. I cannot wait to host the 70th Miss USA on November 29th, y'all. And I also need to talk about our one-year anniversary because the one-year anniversary of Hot Happy Mess is quickly approaching. And to celebrate, I am going to be hosting 
an Instagram live with some of your favorite guests from past episodes, some exciting pop-ups. We're going to have some giveaways. Y'all can win prizes. You can win money, honey. Okay. So join me on Wednesday, December 1st at 3 p.m. Pacific time at Hot Happy Mess on Instagram. We're going to celebrate and you can win some cool stuff and we're just gonna have real talk and some of my group chat girls are gonna be on the live some of them are coming in town for a a yet to be announced exciting event stay tuned stay tuned so follow me at hot happy mess and at zuri hall and get ready to go live december 1st it's going down one year anniversary 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern okay in the meantime More episodes coming every Monday. Go to hothappymess.com to get all the goods. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Don't forget to watch Miss USA. Okay, bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.